Well, what brought you into the program? What was your turning point when you said well, the whole this has got to stop? With all of us, what brought us in the program was the grace of God. Absolutely. But desperation, sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was done. You know, consequences. You know. How come everybody doesn't get the grace of God? Everybody does get the grace of God. What about the people that die of their addiction? What happens to the grace of God there? Well, there's, if they're still living their addiction, they're living under the grace of God, and they don't know it. They're not, they're not seeking God, mm. you know, which is the power and the acne that appears in our rooms and nowhere else. And uh, that's what creates the power that people, God speaks through other people to us. And that's where our hope comes from. You know, and, and in, in return, to keep the grace of God so much as we pass it on to others. You know, we can't, we can't keep it if we can't. We have to give it away to keep it. Very simple. When you first came into the rooms, did you know that was the grace of God? Absolutely not. I didn't believe in God. I defied it. I hated God. I blamed Him for everything. You know, don't have to go into specifics. It was, it was just everything. And as time went on, uh, I knew it was the grace of God. I guess as time went on, my first six years, I would see it, but I was so belligerent and so much in denial and self-reliant that I wasn't willing to give up. That I could, I stayed clean for six years but wanted to use all the time. And once I did a third step, a lot of that changed. And then when I did a fifth step, I lost it. When, which I believe in, in the third step, we're introduced to God and we're making the decision to work the rest of the steps. And, and one, two, and three build the foundation of the, of the, of the program, which is the 12 steps. And, then four through nine are the cleansing and relief steps where we find relief of self and find out what's wrong with our, de you know, such as defects, find out the amends we need to make. And uh, when I did a fifth step, which is the second time God's used in the 12 steps, as I'm inviting him through, we admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being. What I'm actually doing is I'm inviting God into my life, and then the grace is just eminent. I mean, it's unquestionable. Mm -hmm. How did you stay clean the first year? Didn't use what to me, <laughs> mostly. Yeah? I worked two steps, like I said previously, and... Uh, I guess the the power greater than myself, which was the group, that were the people that were consistent with coming back clean, uh, the the old timers, uh, uh, the newcomers that come in and stayed clean. You know, they told me that one day the mercy obsession to use would be removed, and uh, 
That's what I believed in as a power greater than myself. Mm. I called it God because they asked me in the beginning, uh, says, we, we want you to pray, Mike. And I says, well, I don't believe. They said, we didn't ask you to believe. We asked you to pray. Then they said, you believe in God? And I said, no. And then the sponsor said, you ever cuss God? I said, yes, sir. He says, well, who are you talking to, Mike? Listen to yourself. And I just started saying it was God, you know. That's just what I did. Nice. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. All need help. What'd you say? I'm not the ultimate authority. Oh, you're not the second tradition? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Thank go ahead. you. I'm, te I'm testing him to make sure he knows what I'm talking about. Well, you're not the ultimate authority, but you are an authority given your expertise and your experience, strength and hope that you're sharing with us. What do you say uh, to the newcomer? What's the most important thing in your first three months of sobriety and, and getting clean? Don't use. Go to meeting every day. Every day. What's the thing you always say? You don't ever have to... Oh, yeah. You don't ever have to use again. You mm -hmm. come in here and stop okay, using. Lose the desire and find a new way to live. You know, that's the hope. Well, go to meetings every day. Uh, do they still read the big book here? Is that what... Or you use just your text? M.A. uses uh, the, the Life with Hope right, primarily. Read the Life with Hope. Mm -hmm. Get a sponsor. Get a home group. Sponsor will guide you through the 12 steps. That's what recovery is. Most people don't know what recovery is. Recovery is not the meetings, it's the 12 steps. Mm. The, fellow, the fellowship, it's like this. The fellowship's the way out, and the 12 steps are the way up to a spiritual awakening. Mm. Well, we can live in a world that we can never live in without smoking weed. Mm. You know, Thank you. Pray. Mm -hmm. Pray in the morning. Pray at night. If all you can say is help me in the morning, thank you at night, that's, that's fine. That's, that's what I did in the, for years. You know, because uh, the God thing was such a hard thing for me. You know. that's help just, me in the morning and thank you at night. Yeah. And those are the only prayers you might need until more is revealed, right? Yeah, unless you have other prayers. If you come from religious backgrounds and it doesn't bother you and the word God doesn't offend you. But bear in mind, the word God is used very frequently in our literature. And in the, it's referred in the 12 steps in step 3, 5, 6, 7 through the gender of him, and 11. That's, but but keep it simple. You know, the main mm -hmm. thing, you know, they used to tell me early on in recovery uh, when I first got here, which would have been 82, uh, was uh, the first year is a gift. The first year is a gift. All you have to do is don't use. <laughs> Just keep it that simple. No matter, if you don't touch it, 
you're good. Mm. But if you touch it, you're, you know. So I've heard it say that the steps are in order for a reason. Can you tell me what what you think about that and, and your understanding of why that is and how that works? Absolutely. Steps are in order for a reason. Each one prepares you for the next one. In other words, step one, you write about your use and, and all the things that happened while you were smoking weed, drinking alcohol, doing whatever you did, you know. Well, in that, you find things out like uh, you didn't want to smoke it, but you smoked it. You know, that's mm -hmm. insane. And the first step through our writing from the beginning of our using to the end, we find out that we're insane. So then we go to step two, which is we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore sanity. Now, it doesn't say it will. Yeah. That, that's way down the step. But you do step two and you, and, and you accept the higher power and you, with the only requirement being that love and caring. And the reason we need a higher power is it fills the void from the first step of not using one day at a time, of using. It fills that void. That's the sole purpose of the second step. You know, and, uh, then the third step, well, okay, I'll go back. First step, step is uh, our dilemma. The second step's our solution. The third step's our decision to work the steps. We made a decision to turn our world lives over to the care of God we understood him. And back to the second step, the reason it doesn't say God is most of us aren't ready to accept that in our lives, you know, for whatever reasons it may, and it, that's just totally insignificant, but we make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Uh, we need something deeper and more spiritual. And that's why we make it. And the word decision implies action. And the action behind the decision is working the rest of the steps. See? And, and when we make that decision, turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood it, the whole effectiveness of our programs on, on how well we do this. And we can always go back daily and redo it, just like we can always go back to the first step without out using you know, that's what's so cool, you know. Uh, when we make that decision with, with complete surrender, what happens no longer is our lives any of our business because we've turned it over to God and we've let go and we've got God. And then the fourth step made the decision, made a search and fearless more inventory of ourselves and what we do we, we inventory ourselves we look at the good the bad and the ugly we write down the resentments the names people places and things I had to include police officers you know I had to anyone of authority pretty much I asked my sponsor said well what what are the names I write? Pretty much anyone you came in contact with. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, and most of all, our families, they're the ones we, the ones we love the most, one we're, and we, and we write all that down. You know, we write the list, and then we write what the resentment was. You know, like, 
with my wife. She cheated on me. You know. You know. And then about as far as the thing is, I used to always say, and this is what the right and the fourth step when we get into our sexual conduct and stuff with it, is that, well, I never cheated on my wife. And then, but when we split up, I always had a woman. Well, I was married to her, so I had to quit lying to myself. You know, the cold, hard facts, the truth about ourselves, you know, so that later down the line we can work and change. And then the four steps where we get the people we've hurt, where we get a list of our defects of character, and we find the amends list. Then we go to the fifth step where we uh, met God, ourselves, and another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. This is the second time God's mentioned in the 12 steps. Second time. And what's happening when we're saying that, we're inviting God into our lives. We really want God to be a part of our lives. You know. Even if we're not sure what we believe. Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate you saying that part because I thought that was just me. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> now, when I did it, I was six years clean because okay. I de defied the idea of God or anything. Uh, I could, you know, the loss of my mom in 1968, uh, having 90 days left in the Army and having to go back to Vietnam, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, it's just, and those are the things we've got to get in touch. And the fifth step, we share that with God and another human being. And one thing I did with the fifth step about years later, because had I been classified by the, the religious sector, I would have been considered demonic, demented, and sacrilegious. And I did some awful things in churches. So I had to go to the church and make amends to God that I did amends. That was another suggestion. Very humbling, very humbling. And then the sixth step, uh, we're entirely ready to have God remove all our defects of character. That's the third time God's mentioned. You know? And what that does, I found my, my, six, my, my uh, defects of character, and I do what the big book says, I, I have seven defects. Some people say, well, I got a hundred. Well, seven's plenty. <laughs> you know, seven's plenty. And it's pride, greed, lust, envy, anger, sloth, and gut, gluttony. The seven deadly, seven deadly sins. sins. Absolutely. They encompass everything that went, went on in my life. You know, you know uh, the pride, it leads to procession. You know, it's like, and, and, and it holds us back in the beginning because well, we can do this. <laughs> we don't need help, you know. And then when are we, where are we? We're we're hitting a damn bong. Uh, we're twisting a joint. That's the way I smoke. Matter of fact, when I smoked, if you'd have walked into my house, I didn't pass joints around. I smoked the whole joint, and I, and you got one. You know, that's just, you know. I want to get high. You know, I want to get high, but I get in touch with them, and then the seventh step, we humbly asked and remove our shortcomings, the first fourth time God's spoken of. And what that means is when I act out on a defect, 
I have to go back immediately and ask God to remove them again. Mm. That's when they become shortcoming. In other words, we use the word defects. The religious sector uses the word sins. But it's a little, you know. And when I do something wrong and I know it's wrong, then it's wrong. You know, I mean, it's, it's, there's no, there's no conviction. You know, I mean, it, it's, it could be conviction, uh, but it, but it's, you know, uh, it has to be dealt with. And then we go back there and we try to get, like I was talking to someone, say I did it two weeks ago, right? And then two months later I do it again. Well, I've had some time in between, and I don't feel so bad about it because there are there human instincts. They're all human instincts. We all need, in other words, I'll go with the word lust. If you don't have lust for your partner, you're in trouble. But it's the misuse of it, the excessive demands on the thing, like the greed, you know. I'm, I'm, I, I'm laid on the floor in 1976 by four men and my son with a pistol in my head. And I crawl over to a Bible and give them fourteen thousand dollars, and the first thing I say is, "God, why'd you let them take my money?" Not a thing about my son or my wife, the other people there. You know, that, that's the greed, that's the selfishness. And in the eighth step, it's real simple: made a list of all people's we have harmed. You go back to the fourth step, and that's where it is. We've written about all that. One thing back on the fifth step, fifth steps is where, 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 where we get to the point of where we can forgive others. You know, because we've looked at our part, we've seen our part, and then we get to the, the eighth step and we write about that, which are the men's, which is the beginning of forgiveness of self. Mm. So, say more about I, that. Lot, huh? Can you say more about that part? That... Well, a lot of people including myself, we have a very difficult time forgiving ourselves, you know. And, uh, but it, uh, and the way that happens is through the cleansing of the spirit, see, because we have a spiritual malady. That's our disease. You know, what? we all come in here with a soul sickness and emptiness that only potheads know. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, whether it's running out or whether it's what we've done or... Uh, we wake up in jail, and, and I don't know if anyone's woke up in jail and rolled over and said, what am I doing here? You know, mm -hmm. said, well, I used to do that a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, it, and it's just, it's so difficult to forgive ourselves and to be cleansing in the spirit, and it's the beginning of the awakening of the spirits, of the spirit four through nine. Four through nine is an awakening of the spirit. You know, and we just write down the list. And I remember writing down the list and uh, took it to my sponsor, the people, you know, my son, my wife, myself, God. He says, well, what about police officers? And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, uh, well, did you tell me the truth when uh, in 1982? When your wife come over to get your son with her boyfriend, you opened up a M1 carbine with a 30-round banana clip at him and went back in and boarded the house back up 
and was going to shoot out with him. I said, yeah, that's the truth. He said, they'll put, the, put police, police officers on there. And that was very humbling. You know, that was very humbling. And then... How would you make amends to a police officer? You wouldn't know the uh, guy's got, exact name. I got some stickers on the back of my car. <laughs> right on. Donation to Benevolent Police Society, which the money goes to uh, families that have lost husbands or wives. That's beautiful. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, Get it. I speak before public safety officers today out in the community trying to get help for us. Nice. You know, nice. That's one of the ways. That's Probably good. today the most powerful way I have, you know, to, to be able to speak before 200 public safety officers and them standing there asking you questions about what they can do mm. to help us. Mm. And that, that was real healing for me and a forgiving of self for the fact that uh, I guess it would have been 1969, we were riding our bikes up uh, Pacific Coast Highway and got pulled and beat a highway patrolman up and stole his uh, leather jacket. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just, and some of us have to do those kind of things, and they're very refreshing, they're very rewarding. That, uh, you know, you can, I, I walk three and a half miles most every morning, and every time a police officer drives by, and guess what? Mm. They wave back to, it's pretty cool now. So that makes sense to me what you're saying, that step eight is a good place to begin with self-forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. That's where that's where you write the names and stuff, and you find out you look at your part. Cause see, when we get into the ninth step, we may direct the men such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. You have to lose great discretion with that. You probably never should make a demands to anyone without talking to your sponsor first and praying about it. That's well when we come in here. The, the value of prayer is so essential and important to, to, to do the right thing. And when we go to the other people, we don't go to get forgiveness from them. Mm -hmm. We go there, for instance, my wife, that I did that with, with the rifle. Well, and my son and her boyfriend. Uh, I told her what I did was wrong, and then I asked the question, what can I do up my, to make it right? Mm. And what she said was, stay in North Carolina. <laughs> and that's what I did. I mean, that doesn't mean I didn't go back to West Virginia because my son was living with me at the time. But I didn't go and drive by her place. I didn't drive around just saying, maybe I'll see her and she'll want me back. You know, that crazy thinking that we all have with relationships and stuff, you know. And uh, one police officer, I got arrested for urinating in public. <laughs> and I escaped. Mm -hmm. And I ended up rolling down these steps and just tearing my face up on my nose. Well, the, the scar here and that. Mm -hmm. And when I got back home, I told the people that he uh, beat me up. 
and it cost him his job as the mayor. And one day, and this is how a man sometimes works, you're just somewhere, and that fellow was there, Warren Sloan was his name. And he, and he asked me, he says, you know, Mike, he said, it's not that I'll ever be mayor of Reevesville, but I would like my record untarnished. Would you go to the Fairmont Times and retract your statement and ask him to put it on? I said, would you go with me since you know what you're talking about? And we went there and did it, and they put it on the front page. Mm. You know, and that's, you know, we've got to be willing to change. And these are the things that grow us into the spirit of learning. Here, and, and, and not only do, once we find the ability to, to forgive ourselves for, for the past and stuff and, uh, and all that, that's when we start learning to love ourselves. That we can really look in the mirror and say, damn, Mike, up here, cool. <laughs> You know, that name, Cool Pops, mm. that fits you, Mike, <laughs> you know? I like what you said about we've got to be willing to change and, and, you know, the original question that you're answering so nicely about steps being in order for a reason okay, seems very significant to me that, you know, you go through six and seven before you do eight and nine. If I, I, personally, I'm, I'm hesitating on nine because I'm, I'm wanting to see more character change in myself before I go asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Is that but, kind of what you're talking about? Well, we're not asking for forgiveness. We're correcting the wrong. Okay. That's where sometimes we get off, and, and I got off so off track. Mm-hmm. We're not asking forgiveness for ourselves. We're asking to have the ability to to make the amends right. In other words, I retired in 2008. And when I went to the state of California in 82, I ripped this drug dealer off for $14,000. And maybe two years, maybe 2010, I went back up and paid him the money. You know? I mean, it, the slate's clean. When I meet my maker, the God of our understanding. I don't say my understanding, because the God of my understanding comes from all of you. When you share our meetings and maybe you speak about God or you speak about your higher power, and I listen, I listen, and I hear something, I think, I think that'll work for me. So I go apply it in my life. That's why it's the God of our understanding, because I'll never understand God. You know, I'm, I might have an IQ of 156, but there ain't no why. There ain't no why. I just ask for his will in my, my life. But it is. It, we've got to understand. And fear, it's just like doing a four-step. The hardest thing about a four-step, you think about the fifth step. And then when you do the eighth step, you think about and wanting them to, most of the time they probably will forgive us. My ex-wife never did. She died a few months ago and just just never did, never did. But, but, but part of that and the power of forgiving self allowed me to go up to her funeral with my son, support my son, and then go to the house that I had to give to her that I was born in and support her husband that she cheated on with me when we were married. 
And that's where you know that you've forgiven others. You can step, step outside of the self-centeredness and thinking about me. And you really do think about others. You know, there's no enemies. Thank you. So you're on step 10 now. Okay, step 10. Continue to take personal inventory and we'll wrong promptly admit it. And that's a daily practice. Now what we're doing, well, we're doing, we've done gone to step one, two, and three, which are the beginning steps and the foundation of our recovery, the, the, the stone of our recovery. Mm -hmm. And uh, dumb bones are for smart people, smart <laughs> bones are for dumb people. <laughs> but uh, now we're going into the maintenance steps, which means every night before I go to bed, I review my day. Uh, have I done anything to hurt anyone? Uh, have I stolen? And, and different, different questions. First of all, have I used? Is there something I need to promptly admit so I can get free? from this disease, so, uh, from, put it this way, from struggling with this disease. Because see, I don't struggle with the disease of addiction today. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, I don't attach it to my human condition. But that's what the steps have given me. Uh, and then I promptly admit it. Uh, I don't wait two weeks, you know. Uh, if I've said harsh words to Dave O and hung up on him, 20 minutes later, I've got to call him back and say, hey, Dave, you know, I wasn't right, man. And I'm not. And the other thing that goes back to, 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 to the amends is we make these amends and then we end them with, I'll never do that again to you. Mm. And then we go a little step further spiritually, which is doing with the 10 step too. We don't do it to anyone else either. That's why we need step 10, because we're spiritual, imperfect people. Spiritual, imperfect people on a, on a path of getting better and, and, and having a spiritual weight and finding what we did in the 60s when we sit down there with our legs crossed on the ground, passing the joints, trying to find that oneness with self and something outside of ourselves. But because we did the drug, we never could find it. And this is the beginning of that. And in the tenth step, by the time we've got to the tenth step, we've been restored to sanity. We really have. Do we fall short every day? Somewhere, every day, you know. But we're placing a place of neutrality, and, 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 and smoking pot don't exist. I'm going to use for 27 years. Now, I dream about it all the time. I know when the 25th of this month come, I, and, and I probably dream about using three or four times a week. It's just, you know. And then to go into that, a comical story, uh, we dream about it and we wonder, well, what's that mean? What's wrong with us? What are we not doing right? Then I called a sponsor one time. I thought he said something about he was doing dream analysis and stuff like that and said he knew what dreams meant. I said, Simon, I had this drug dream. What's that mean? 
You know what he told me? <laughs> Your ass is sleeping. <laughs> it ain't no big deal. It's free and you don't have to wait. pick up a white key tag. How about that? Enjoy it. Even if you wake up scared to death mm-hmm. and looking for the roach or, or the bong beside you or however you do it, you know. You know, and the ten steps where we c- correct the errors of our day, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Step ten, you ask yourself those questions every night. Every night. So you have a, so you wipe the slate clean every night. Right. Every night. Anything else about step ten? Uh, no. Well, let me ask you a question yep. about it. So I heard somewhere that when you first come into the program, you can work any step that begins with a one. Have you ever heard that? And what do you think about it? I've never heard that. But uh, I've always done step 10. It's just a, well, one thing about when you first come in the program and, and practice in step 10, it'll make your step four shorter. Because mm. <laughs> when, when you figure I went six years without working a four-step. Had I not worked a tenth-step during the period of my recovery, then... But I worked the steps every year, too. Okay. Every year. Around your anniversary, or just as you uh, go along? I'll finish step 12 in December. Nice. One a month. One every month. Nice. Oh, okay. Cool. There's always work. I've always said, I'm so grateful that I've got all this hair back here, but I'm going to keep peeling this on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Absolutely. <laughs> Old onion head. So, uh, step 11. Step 11. Uh, the fifth time we're introduced to God. Uh, this is. Uh, where we learn to pray and meditate, sought through prayer and meditation. Prayer, meditation. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, which is past tense because the understanding is on a daily basis. Uh, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and power to carry that out. Okay, step 11 so much is to me. I've got to pray first. First of all, I have to do a 10 step before I can do an 11 step. Every day, that's why I do it at night. Because what that does, it clears my mind from the worries or or struggles of yesterday. And uh, I can get quiet when I meditate. But uh, I start with prayer. I start like this morning. God, I love you. Be with me today that I don't take that first drink or drug or have the desire to do that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I pray to not have the desire is because I had it for six years and it was horrible. It was horrible, man. It was just, it's incredible. And uh, then I start praying for others. Davy O's one, Liz is one that you know, Pam is one that you know, and then I, uh, let me think, 
Pam, Liz, Karen, Jen, Jenny, Elm Carr, Cindy, Vicki, Bear, Sonia, Stephanie, Deborah, and Amber. Who were the ones in the beginning, Dave? You know? uh, Eric. Eric. Garnet. Garnet, yeah. But I, I, I just pray for other people. I don't pray a specific for them because I don't, I'm not God. I don't know what they want, need. I let him do that. I let God do that. Uh, And in the meditation, the quiet of the mind. And the reason I do that 10th step before that is because is the God of our understanding is put too polite to talk to me if I'm running my mouth. And I'm thinking about yesterday while I'm trying to meditate. It's just not going to work. It's not going to work. You know? uh, and probably I do my meditation and prayer in the morning and the evening. Uh, I pray only for knowledge of God's will for me and the power to carry it out. And the reason I pray for knowledge is because I have to know what it is. I need to know. And then I need the power to carry it out. Here's where we get power. Here's where we become completely removed from the first step. Powerless. In other words, what I said, if Davio and I have an argument, I'm not powerless over any of that. And I can leave it at any time I want. Where before I had to get my side in to, to stop it and stop. In other words, uh, the 10th step teaches me very well. If we don't remain aware of our defects, so back us in the corner, we can't come out clean. And I must avoid those things that manufacture misery in my life. And arguing with Davy O would manufacture misery in my life. So I walk away. Doesn't mean if I come up on him again, I'm not going to hang out. But at that moment, it's just, it's just not worth the discomfort, you know. And I probably meditate 15, 30 minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. Now in the beginning, <laughs> a couple seconds maybe, <laughs> then I think about this girl, this person, or, you know. My human condition, that is what I would think about. My selfishness. This is where we're removed from our self-centeredness. Almost completely. Almost completely. You know, and, uh, this is where the, the whole meaning of the program starts, starts taking effect. The peace and serenity comes on an all-day, daily basis. You know, uh, constant thought of God and others. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think, well, that puts me in third place. Well, users are losers, so we're all-time losers. And when we get here, generally the scorecard read zero, why would not third place be cool? You know? Constant thought of God as others is, is what keeps me bounded in the loving step and tapping into that power outside of myself. The ability to sit in a meeting and listen to others. And how do we learn to listen to others? Well, we have to look at them first or we can't hear them. 
and I wear hearing aids, and if you don't speak up, I can't hear you. You know, the whole thing. And then what it taps into is that power allows us to, if I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm listening, and I, while I'm listening, I'm thinking about what I'm going to share, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Because that's not, you know, you know, step three talks about our will. Step 11 talks about God's will. That's why we do all the work between all that. You know, I'd go to my sponsor in step three. What's God's will for me? None of my business. I said, what do you mean God's will? You've got to work the rest of the steps, Mike. And back to the original question. Why are the steps in order? We have cleansed our spirit. Now we're alive and we are spiritual people in the 11th step. We've been restored to sanity in the 10th. And, and, and pot doesn't exist, man. I mean, newcomers, my God, if you just get one day, it's incredible, you know, but, but to have 27 Davy Owen wanted to use for years either, you know. And it's what starts the process of the spiritual. The spiritual awakening actually starts in the 11th step. When, when, when I'm down there on my knees, and I feel the presence of God within my spirit, my soul, and my every being. I know I'm okay. I know I'm okay in this world, just like I am. Just like I am. You know, bright size. No matter what you think, what you think about me is none of my damn business. How about that? I retired from working with the Enquirer magazine because I had that deep desire to know, you know? And that's where all this spirit comes in with us and, and, and we, we become spiritual people. We create and get fine peace, you know? I can drive down the road, and this is what the 11 Steps a lot about, is I can drive down the road and someone can cut me off or, or, or cuss me out and I just, I think, have you ever done that, Mike? And I say, yes, no. Then it's okay. You know, it's, I, I don't have road rage. I, I just don't. Uh, and that's the power that, 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 that comes with that 11th step, man. We can live in this world, man, and be okay with ourselves. I don't have to please you. And I live by, because of the 11th step and the 10th step especially, I live with a motto that goes, if you're not grateful for my presence, I will grace you with my absence. Because I don't need unhealthy spirits around me. I want good spirits, happy people. Now, newcomers that are very struggling, that brings me great joy, I mean, to sit down and talk to them. And that's part of the 11th step for me. And not necessarily have an answer, but the warmth and the empathy of the love of two addicts sitting together sharing, at least they had someone to listen to. And maybe I did have some experience, maybe I didn't. Maybe I don't have an answer, but the power to carry that will out comes out through that. If I don't have an experience or an answer to someone's situation, guess what, after 32 years, I know someone that does. 
you know. That's why I sponsor men, not women. You know, it's a dangerous area. You know, it's a dangerous, either way, you know. Gay or straight, you know. It just, it's not a good thing. My experiences wouldn't have it been good, and I don't do it. You know. Question? Thank you. <laughs> That's wonderful. I guess, um, you know, just, uh, I'll wrap it up with um, just saying thank you for um, your years of being clean and bringing light and love into the world and being uh, one fewer person out there struggling with addiction. And um, I guess just if you could uh, just share any kind of encouragement to anybody who's struggling uh, one thing you would say to someone who struggles with relapse, someone who's struggling to come into the program, one final thought that you could leave them with, what would that be? Keep coming back. Yeah. Most simple of all, keep coming back. Uh, keep coming back clean after the first time. If you can't, and you come back and you've been using that day, listen, but come back. I went to meetings loaded. I, I, I shot dope in bathrooms and meetings, you know. I've fallen out of chairs in meetings. They pick me up, keep coming back. If you have to come drunk, keep your mouth shut. You know? And uh, most of all, keep coming back clean. We believe in you, because this is a we program. Once we turn letter M on me upside down, we're on our way mm -hmm. to getting better, to getting recovered, to feeling good about ourselves and what we're doing with our lives. Uh, I worked the same job when, uh, I, for 20 years and was never ever late because of the 12 steps and sponsorship because I was encouraged and taught different things, you know. Two of the greatest assets we have, and I hated them the most when I was in the military, was routine and discipline. Mm -hmm. But that routine and discipline allowed you to get up and do what you had to do. You just didn't think about it. You did it day after day, like go to meetings, don't smoke weed, you know. Don't hang around with people who are smoking. You know, you've got to give up the old friend. The first thing we do is avoid those things that manufacture misery in our lives. And now what that is, is not smoking weed, hanging around, this is one of my favorite terms because it's the truth, mood-altering people. Mm. Don't hang around with people that are using, that are talking about using and glorifying how cool it was. Because I don't know anyone else. You, you, you're not in an MA meeting because you're not a marijuana addict. And it takes time. That's the, that's the other thing. It, it takes time. 
and, and the spiritual awakening that we have as a result of doing this and all the changes. Because, see, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If nothing changes long enough, your, your sobriety date will. Mm. That's my experience. And that's my experience with the people that come in and out over and over. You come back in, say you've had 10 years and went back out. These people that come in, they want to share. And they, want, they don't realize. You're a damn newcomer. You missed something. Relapse is a reservation. Somewhere in our lives, we do not concede our innermost self and she's fighting everything and anything, including the marijuana. You know, don't hang around with people that are talking about smoking. This last time I come in, on August 25th, 1985, I quit having all the answers and started asking questions. Every time you want to smoke weed, Bring it up in a meeting. Mm. My name's such and such, and I want to get high. That's why we ask you.